the five count. I happen to love the number five. You have a high five. You've got a low five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. The five count. Welcome to The Five Count. This is episode five. My name is Max Curtin. Oh, there's no build-up this week. Fantastic. No, no. So I, so I stepped on my own name last week when you were going to build me up, like put me over, you know, and um, this week I get nothing. This is what you get. You, you, you burn the bridge once and you're on your own, son. Fair enough. I deserve that. This is Jesse Benz. Yes. Good one. <laughs> Uh, welcome to this week's show. This week's show is um, kind of need to blame Jesse for this one um, because he picked this week's top five. He, was, he thought it would be a great idea to have um, what we're doing this week is retired or no longer with us wrestlers versus current wrestlers. And he says that counts for any wrestler in the world. And it has been the hardest top five. Personally for me, I don't know about you, but the hardest top five I've had to put together. I really opened a rabbit hole, didn't I? You I did. didn't mean to, but I, I think I said to you the other day, like you can just, it, it sort of made me appreciate how many good workers are actually still out there right now at the top of their game. Yeah. Because like, there was just so many that I was um, having to choose from. And, and obviously there's loads of um, former wrestlers that are amazing as well. But God, yeah, you could, I could have just, um, just taken 30 current wrestlers, 30 former wrestlers, thrown them all in a bucket and made, you know, 30 amazing matches. Yeah, I, I said to you earlier, it's kind of a case of we could quite easily make a series out of this, and maybe we will. We'll see how popular this, this episode is. Um, <laughs> well, not with that attitude, it won't. <laughs> Speaking of which, thank you to all the new subscribers we've had this week, and um, everyone checking out the previous episodes as well. Uh, we're getting lots of people checking out the new ones and then going back and checking out the old ones, which is what we want. Uh, nice. We want. Um, I had a criticism. Did you? Yeah, I'm going to say it on air so that you can fix it for next time. Apparently, I'm much louder than you. You are. You are. This is um, kind of my criticism as well, but I think that's, <laughs> <out>. <laughs> that's just down to you as a person. Oh, okay. Um, no, no, I, I have that issue with you as well. Fair enough. Do, do, you, want me to, do you want me to whisper? It depends how close you are to your mic, because probably me and Jesse do this. I'm not, I'm literally miles away, not literally, literally miles. But away. I'm like, I'm chilling out on my sofa, and it, the mic's on my coffee table. It's a good three feet away from me. Okay, I would just have to boom my voice louder. Can't even speak. See if I yeah. if I go too loud, I can't speak. Do you wear headphones? I do wear headphones. Yeah, yeah. I think I might be shouting because I've got headphones on, and you know how that <laughs> makes people talk loudly. Only you, you old man. What'd you say? <laughs> What? Nineteen tickety two. So yeah, this week we're in for uh, in for a doozy. But uh, thank you for everyone to checking out the last episodes. If you are listening to us fresh now, well, I'll give you all of the Twitter handles. But I feel like first because we got a lot of business to get to today. It's a very business orientated episode. No, no fannying about today, yes. Jesse. No fannying. That's um, my middle name. It's really not. It's quite the opposite. <laughs> How dare you? Quite the opposite. Um, this weekend, we are going to be rebranding the show. Not in any sense of any changes to the show. Uh, it's just going to be getting a fancy new name. Um, because we've learned that we are not that accessible on the old search engine. So we thought, let's strike while the iron's hot um, before the influx of subscribers come. And it will just make... I would argue easier. we're striking before the iron's hot. What did I say? You said while the iron's hot. Oh. This is before the iron's hot. Thank you. 
don't you think? Yes, yes, I do. That's Good. what I intended I'm to right say. <laughs> so we'll be rebranding with a brand new name, brand new graphics. You'll see it on the social media, and we'll be warning you constantly throughout the social media as well. I will. Jesse does bugger all um, about hey, that. I bring, I bring a dynamic personality. <laughs> And a loud voice and you kick the table. (laughs) Consummate professionalism. That's me. So we'll be uh, be updating the images and the social medias. But for now, if you listen to us before now and then, you can find us on Twitter at 5CountPod. And you can also find us on the old Instagram at uh, The 5Count Wrestling. Of course, subscribe to us on iTunes under The 5Count Wrestling. And branded again on SoundCloud. And wherever you like to listen podcasts, we're pretty much everywhere now. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. We're on the um, podcast app on um, iPhones, which is all that matters to me. That's the only way I get hold of podcasts. That's all he cares about. So that that's that. Keep an eye out for that, and uh, we'll go from there. But moving swiftly on, we also have had Helena Cell this weekend. Yes, and Meltzer ratings came out just in time. Just before we were, well, not just before, like 11 for hours us. ago, but yeah. Yeah. I did it just before we came on the air. So, <clears throat> if you don't know, me and Jesse, every pay-per-view, we like to do a prediction on who's going to win the matches. And then, just to mix it up a little bit, to have a tiebreaker, we also like to figure out what our old Davy Meltzer is going to give the ratings for those matches. Now, last time, I lost. And lost quite substantially. And Jesse decided that my forfeit, because we do a forfeit for whoever loses. Uh, what did you pick there, Jess? Well, the forfeit? Yeah. Um, I asked you to um, eat a tablespoon of cinnamon, bringing back the 2012 cinnamon challenge, which mm. in many ways was a glory year. And um, But my personal touch was um, to do it to the entrance theme of Mr. Ass, Billy Gunn, I'm an ass man. And did I deliver on said forfeit? You you delivered tremendously. You seem too upbeat about this. I feel like um, I might have to do something this week. Wow. I um, I was not in a good mood. I did this on Sunday afternoon. Just finished uh, making some barbecue sauce and played some games. And I thought, i got to do it. i just gotta just got to get out of the way. Uh, <laughs> went and bought cinnamon. Didn't own cinnamon in the house because who owns cinnamon? Mm. Uh, and I ate it. I ate that teaspoon. And it, it congealed in my mouth, and it was stuck in the back of my throat, and I couldn't breathe properly. <laughs> and <laughs> thank you for the laughter. And um, yeah, it was horrible for the whole evening. I did that Sunday afternoon for the whole evening. I just kept going. I just you and me played video games, didn't we? That evening, and you just heard me over the microphone, yeah, we did. just being like. Yeah, it was nice. It was um, my perfect Sunday afternoon. But um, my favourite bit of the video is um, when you're retching into your sink and just going, oh, God, oh, no. And then (laughs) while you're doing that, you can just hear Billy Gunn's music going, so many asses, so little time. (laughs) It's it's amazing. It's free entertainment. (sighs) Wow. Now we're at Hell in a Cell and we did another challenge. Would everybody like to know the results of that challenge? Yes, we would, Max. We would. Wonderful. So when it came down to match scoring, it was very close. Very close. Mm. Uh, Match scoring, I only guessed three correctly. Brilliant. You guessed four correctly. (laughs) Um, Charlotte Flair winning by disqualification. 
Yeah, loophole. She still won, baby. Loophole still won, still won. And uh, then it came to the ratings. And in mm. the ratings, I guessed five correct, and you guessed three correct, it. leaving the score oh. eight me, seven you. Suck it, baby! Oh, dear. What have you got for me? <clears throat> I need you to take a trip to Tesco. <laughs> now? <laughs> oh, we'll wait. Just a okay. air silence for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> Uh, no, in Tesco's, you because uh, Jesse's quite a big uh, fan of the spice, so this could this could come and backfire on me uh. Uh, quite a bit. But uh, I'm setting you a uh, chili challenge. Okay. What I need you to find in Tesco is what's called a Komodo dragon chili. Okay. Now, with that Komodo dragon chili, do you have <laughs> um, Bret Hart's autobiography there? No, I don't. I'm afraid. Ah, oh, damn. I've got I've got many wrestling biographies, but um, not that one. If you could think of any others, okay. Well, I'll let you you choose choose your book then. I, I want you to eat uh, Komodo dragon chili, and I want <laughs> you to read an excerpt from from one of those books. Okay, um, and I can choose the excerpt. You can choose the excerpt. Maybe not um, the life dungeon of Chris Benoit, whatever it is. <laughs> That's, that's a brilliant book it's oh god I it's called ring of hell which is what i'll have after this forfeit as well <laughs> uh just to entertain the the listeners the uh the british komodo dragon chili registers at uh 1.4 million scovilles that makes it 400 times hotter than a jalapeno pepper okay so wang the chili in my mouth bite that, uh, bite start that reading. bad boy off chew it start reading reach. Okay, cool. And I'll read past. Okay, thank you. I will. I'm I'm up for that. That's cool. I'm so excited. (laughs) My body. That's fine. I've got next when I win next time. I've got a good forfeit lined up for you as well. Okay, which will be TLC when we do our next prediction, which is what a week away. I don't even know WWE Uh, anymore. Yeah, it will be. I think it will be our next podcast where we do the predictions. There's too many. There's too many. Yeah, I know. They're, yeah, way too many. Thank God we're not doing all the New Japan stuff and things like that. <laughs> Good Jesus. Um, <laughs> Imagine it doing the G1. Like, we'd be like... <laughs> we'd have we'd to record daily. Every other day. Yeah. Be, yeah. I think after this we have to move away from eating stuff because otherwise it's just going to get... Yeah, it's going to get weird. Go go to a glory hole in Tesco car park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Helena Cell in general, though, what, what did you think? Okay. Um, yeah, pretty better, good. Better than No Mercy. Much yeah. better than No Mercy. 100%. Um, I, I thought the tag match was really good. Um, and for some reason, I don't know why, I've got no reason to actually think this, I never think of New Day as good wrestlers because they're comedy characters and it's always so over the top. But And obviously they are. All three of them are really, really good. Yeah, Xavier. He's probably my favourite out of the three of them. Xavier! You don't see him wrestle that much, do you? He sort of, sort of takes the manager role a lot of the time, but he got um he got his um he got his shit in, as they say, on um that's on this show. And that's what they say. So and Usos, the Usos are wicked. Um heel Usos are brilliant. Since they've turned heel, they have completely um one eighty on them. Yeah. I think they're great now and they just irritated me before. They're probably like one of my favourite things about WE. Yeah. They're just oh their promos. I could watch their promos all day. Just that sleazy gangster Especially like, um, which one is it? Jimmy? No, Jay. Jay. Just I, his, I still don't know the difference between With his little high-pitched voice and stuff. <laughs> it's fantastic. But yeah, tag match when he kind of sandwiched Jimmy in, I'm just guessing names now, in the cell and they put the kendo sticks yeah. to block him in. 
Just some yeah, really cool, cool spots then, in that match. Then they threw they threw a bit of the trumpet at him and I mean knocked one of the kendo sticks straight away. Yeah. Off. That was a bit of a shame. Yeah, it was. But other than that, yeah, really good. Uh, Nakamura didn't win the title, as I said, because Jinder's holding the title till Mania, as I continue to say. He pinned him clean. Pinned him completely clean, and I know what they're doing is trying to make Jinder a bit more credible, so that whoever does beat him at Mania for the title gets more of a rub. But it just came off as Nakamura looking overhyped and weak to me. Yeah, pretty much, and that's what he's looked like since he got on the main roster. Yeah. Which is a very... But he's an artist. He's the artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. I keep wanting to say the artist formerly known as Shinsuke Nakamura because it's like Prince, but um, that's obviously not his name. And then Velveteen Dream gets involved and we've got a whole issue going on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Um, Orton Rusev, not even gonna... Not even gonna... Nope. Um, Rude and Ziggler, I've... I, I don't know what's happening there. We, we both I quite said like, Rude was I quite win. like the finish. Yeah. Uh, the finish of Rude and Ziggler. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit one-upsmanship. Um, I hope they've got like this really long idea built for Ziggler. You know, he loses this, he keeps getting frustrated. And, uh, yeah, but just, he, didn't look weak. He, he didn't look weak in losing this. No, no, he no, looked, no, no, so no. He still looked good. No, made both of them look good. Uh, I really enjoyed the triple threat match, AJ, Dillinger, and Corbin. Yeah, um... Yeah, God, if Dillinger had won that, that would have thrown our um, predictions all over the place. It would have, but I picked Mr. Corb's old big You did, and you know what? You know what? As soon as I picked Styles, I knew Corbin was going to win as well. They just, um, when you said your reasoning and our predictions, it just made so much more sense. Thank you. I know. You're allowed to be right occasionally. I get one a show, people. One a show. I wouldn't even say that many. <laughs> what, one, a, one a month? One a month. Oh, crap. It's like the 12th of October. <laughs> Um, so yeah that was one of my favourites so happy that Big Banter's got the US title now I feel like he's gonna use that very well and he's cover that stomach how dare you he wears a t-shirt now <laughs> he hates a sad face belly Aww. and uh, finally the the buzz of the week Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens yeah it went on about 15 minutes too long I think yeah um, the teasing of the we knew where it was going but yeah they, of course but my, you remember but, how we spoke about how when when your balls get really tight a couple of uh, weeks ago? Yeah, when they sort of try try and climb up inside you. Exactly, yeah. Um, whenever they fight on the cell, and especially now for how big it is, like every move they did on top of that cell, and on that same section as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, obviously they've uh, reinforced it and tested it. Shit, well, you'd hope so. Loads. But um, yeah, you're right. It's still the same thing. It doesn't look strong, does it? No. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, so, and also, with Shane doing his famous jump off the sow, which he's already yeah. done once, but I feel like he needs to do it again. Um, yeah. At Mania, it was quite obvious that there was a big inflatable crash mat underneath that deflated when he hit. The, and yes. I, everyone called him out on that and was like, oh, he jumped off a 40-foot cell and there was a crash mat. So, well, mm, of course there was. Uh, but I feel like Shane took that personally, because I swear, this time, there was no crash mat underneath that. No, it it um it broke a lot more um quickly, didn't it? There was no um no. there was no bouncing really. No. <laughs> well, he of, did bounce. He just and, flattened. Um, now he's got neck trauma, dislocated shoulder, and a cracked ribs, which you would probably get from jumping onto a table. You don't. I, I think that's a work. You reckon? Those injuries have worked. You yeah, don't the kayfabe, be- brother. No, don't believe the hype. Oh, you got to get into the kayfabe before. What's the point? No. Well, I know. <laughs> on this podcast i can't <laughs> i can't have you sort of sitting there going yeah man he's sort of he's broken all this meanwhile he's like 
still appearing for WE corporate stuff. Jumping out of helicopters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maniac. But Sami Zayn, man. Sami Zayn. I love it. I think it's brilliant. Sami Zayn is one of my favourite on the roster at the moment because I look like it. We've talked about this before. Uh, um, but he now his personality is matching mine more as well. Yeah, he's a son of a bitch. He, um, yeah, exactly. If anyone hasn't seen it, I don't know how you couldn't, but uh, just a shame McMahon dove off to sell. Uh, Sami Zayn dragged his former best friend, Kevin Owens, off the table in like a split second. Like there's Oh, man, it was... You watch the slow-mo, there's just like... Uh, a little bit, just a little hair <laughs> yeah. gets touched. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now Sammy's heel. Yeah, it's going I that think way. So. Yeah, it's going that way. I like it. The crowd um, don't know how to react to it. They're a, they want to boo him, but then they're really happy. Oh, 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 and everyone's like, "Yay!" No, he's a bad. Well, guy. this is it. This is one negative that might come out of this. It is likely that his music will change if he is going properly heel. Third best music it- in the WWE right now. Yeah, exactly. And but I was thinking what they could have, and he needs. You know how they like heal up music. So if someone goes heal, they basically just slow their music down and make it a bit darker, don't they? Yeah. And if they did that to Sami Zayn, it would have this cool sort of ghost town by the specials sort of vibe about it, which I like the idea of that. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. That could work because it's when I notice it really badly when he because on SmackDown he came out and did his whole. <laughs> I did it because. I'm underappreciated and Shane never listened to me and you've been a bastard this whole time, Kevin, and you've won countless titles. And the crowd are like, yeah. ooh, and then really happy music. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it is weird. The only thing about I love this, and I hope they put it in a really good direction. The only, and it, it will, I think it's going to lead to a um, Zayn-Owens Mania match. Mm. But um, the only thing is Zayn has to turn on Owens this time. Yes. Owens, If Owens betrays Zayn... Again, it just makes Zayn look like an absolute moron. Yeah, completely. And this needs to be this needs to be a game, a long game Zayn's playing, where he's going to come out as a great baby face who duped Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah. And Owens has turned on so many people now. I think it's time he has his his comeuppance. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I was thinking that. Like, why would anyone be friends with Kevin Owens after the <laughs> Festival of Friendship? That that's still one of like my favorite. Did that happen this year? That happened this year, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, still one of my favourite moments. Um, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was, um, yeah, good moment of 2017. You can buy a figure of the Festival of Friendship, like a double pack, the Mattel um, figures of Jericho and Owens with the whole, um, with all the stuff that he brought out, like that picture, you know, the creation of Kevin and all that stuff. <laughs> all of that as accessories. There. Yeah, man, and I'll buy it. <laughs> you should see my house, it's insane. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think it will be good. I, um, I'm glad they've kind of got something to do with Sammy because obviously he was very underutilized on Raw and then SmackDown, just him versus Mike Kanellis. Great. And uh, just nothing yeah. really happened with it. So I'm, I'm really happy that this is going in a direction now. Uh, maybe it will lead to a Survivor Series match, and I love me some Survivor Series matches. Yeah, man. Well, like Team McMahon against Team Owens or something. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be wicked. Because. Last year, the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown is one of my favourite Survivor Series elimination matches. That was really good, actually. And it was like 45 minutes long. It was so a really long, long match. Yeah. yeah really good. man nearly dies. W- yes, he does. Uh, but WE can't do long matches usually very well. But um, they did a tremendous job with that one. Yeah, really nailed it. Really nailed it. Uh, so we'll see what happens with TLC now. 
Uh, that's yeah. the next big one. Uh, now it's time for the Raw guys to hurt themselves in the way that uh, the SmackDown guys have hurt themselves. Um, not yes. a massive TLC pay-per-view fan, in all honesty. But uh, we'll see. We get the Shield back. We get the Shield back, which is big news number two of the week. Shield reunion. Um, the last-ditch effort to get Roman loved by the crowd. Yeah. If, oh, if Roman turns on the Shield this time. Same thing, Sammy to <laughs> Sammy to Owens reigns to them. Yeah, that'd be amazing. That would be beautiful. Um and obviously the other major news is Mr Neville, the the man from Newcastle. That was a terrible Geordie accent. I'm gonna... That was stunning work. Thank you. <laughs> he um <laughs> he looked yeah, um, Neville might be gone. As as of recording, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but it seems like he um has basically been sitting at home. He no-showed, not no-showed, but they knew he wasn't going to show for some house shows over the weekend or Monday Night Raw. And, yeah, God knows what he's going to do. Um, I'd lo- I'm i sort of sad I didn't put him in our list last week now of um, wrestlers that would go to other promotions and do well, because hopefully that's exactly what he's going to do. He was someone that was considered. He, you know... In, I think in both of our lists we considered, but we went, no, yeah. he's kind of in a good good situation on 205. We'll, we'll leave it as that. Yeah, um, but obviously not. <laughs> we were wrong. Uh, yeah. Before before we recorded, there was not a lot of news, but um, as of a couple of hours ago, um, there's been some more news come out in PWI Insider and uh, Moucher and stuff have um, reported some issues that the belief within WE is that Neville is actually actually gone. Um, the plan for Raw apparently was on the main event to beat Enzo, uh, Enzo Amore beating Neville in a non-title match, um, and then Neville just wasn't really having any of it, and then the title was put on Kalisto. Um, apparently, relationships have been quite sour for a while, um, especially since uh, one interesting tidbit was a source claiming that um, being left off the WrestleMania 33 DVD, which meant he got no royalties, um, really did start the souring of his opinion. And I think Austin Aries had the same um, had the same grievance, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think his plan is from obviously again rumors is that he wants to do what McIntyre did and go back to the Indies, build himself up, which is what we were discussing last week. Head of the curve, as always. Yeah. Um, to go build himself back up and you know become a big name, which he would be. He'd be a huge draw in the Indies now. Um, yeah, man, and New Japan. Throw, New Japan would be with Neville would be amazing. Well, this is what Bullet Club has been doing, poking the bear because they're fed yeah. with W at the moment. They they tweeted Neville earlier in the week with a picture of a Bullet Club T-shirt and a question mark. Marty's been like, "I need a tag team partner." So, oh, that'd be that'd be lush, wouldn't it? A British tag. Yeah, team have, of um, Marty and Neville. Neville would be just so good. So, I think it would be a great move for him. I think New Japan wise, it would be really good. There's lots of rumours going around at the moment that Ricochet is starting to, to wind down and be heading to WE. So yep. fill that flippy shit void with a bit of uh, bit of Neville. Bit of Neville! That'd be cool, yeah. And hopefully get his first name back. Yes, well, yeah, his... Uh, um, or, just, or just go by Pac again. I liked him as Pac. Yeah, Pac was. Yeah, Pac's a good shout. Um, mm. So we'll wait and see. I'm, I kind of hope he does, in all honesty. I think he's... He was one of my favourite things about NXT when he was in it, and then he went to main roster, and as always, it went, oh, this isn't going well. And then I thought, oh, King of the Cruiserweights, he's getting it back up. 
you know, Crowder really reacted into him and they'll move him up to kind of, not move him up, but put him back more main roster as a really, really good heel. Um, but no, that didn't seem to be the plan because it was like after he lost to, lost the title to Enzo and he did that whole, they did that whole double turn thing and now Kalisto's the champion. Yeah, on Eddie Guerrero's birthday, which sort of makes sense in a, you know, marketing way. Yeah, exactly. But it's it, it's a shame. Yeah, but yeah, he was my um, he was my first British WWE champion, Neville. That's who I had my money on to do it first. But um, I mean, he still could, you know, he could still go away and come back. But um, oh, yeah, it's sad that it looks like we're not going to get a British WWE champion anytime soon. No, you got. Uh, I'm looking at you, Pete Dunn. Uh, you're my you're my pick now. <laughs> What about if uh, would you would you be happy if McIntyre got it? Uh, yeah, yeah, but I, there's there's a bit of I want I sort of want an English one, you know, like I'd be yeah no, no I'd lo- I'd love McIntyre too and um, uh, and even though Ireland isn't technically British, I was still sort of quite proud when um, Finn won the Universal Title. It felt like something of a of a home victory, but but. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I sort of want an English one. I thought Neville was going to be the guy, but now it's going to be Pete Dunn. So um, get it done, Pete, please. Okay, I think Thanks. you should go uh, go <laughs> bet on that. Yeah, okay. Um, speaking of Pete and the whole British wrestling scene, I quickly want to talk about a show I was at last Friday. The um, Down here in Brighton, a new promotion called Riptide Pro Wrestling is uh, so good. So good. If any anyone listening is in the, the southeast of the, the country, get down to a Riptide show. That was their third show they've put on. Uh, sold out once again. Got their own beers now. And it's just got that kind of DIY, homegrown kind of vibe. You know, like that progress start of when it's just like, this nice. is us, we're a team. And just, just great fun shows um, all round. And as we said earlier, when you're trying to think of top five people to face against new talent... You see a lot of the guys that are coming up, and it's just ridiculous. We're so lucky in this country, stupidly lucky. We're in a total, a total purple patch for wrestling in England at the moment. Yeah, it, it's so good. Uh, one guy I want to mention specifically, Spike Trevay. His character mm-hmm. is so on point. He, he's this um, well-to-do Cambridge wrestler who comes out drinking some Dom Perignon, and uh, his gimmick is the King of Strong and Stable style. And he does a conservative gimmick and it just works so well in Brighton and like all of this, you know, these liberal towns. He he couldn't talk for a good five minutes because they just kept booing him and booing him. They were chucking P45s at him. Uh, he just couldn't talk because <laughs> just the heat was just ridiculous. And Amazing. He's just a really good wrestler. Unfortunately, during his match, the fire alarm went off and we had to go outside and he couldn't finish oh, the match. No. But uh, that was my third time seeing him wrestle and a uh, big fan and there, there's just a lot of a lot of great people um osprey had a match as well when they were facing off against two guys they were putting over we saw um i think we saw these guys when we went to lucha underground's first show ashley dunn and kelly six i know we definitely saw ashley dunn um where sorry progress no when we went to um the first lucha lucha uh, forever, forever show in birmingham uh yeah. yes yeah 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 yeah, so they had a really good match. They faced off against Will Ospreay and Paul Robinson. Paul Robinson was that little bold one we saw fight uh, Rockstar Spud at Progress. Yes, I like him a lot. Didn't he retired re- uh, recently? Didn't he? And he sort of come back. Yeah. Um, he retired for health issues, and I guess he's um, decided that his health isn't important. 
Well, he, but, he came out. Uh, yeah, but he's really good. He's he is. Uh, really good. I don't know much about him, but um, I know that he's very, very well liked, well, you know, we, by, uh, by other people. So we were standing around. We were like ringside at the front. It was standing. Um, and he comes out and I'm doing the whole boo kind of thing. And he, he just locks eyes with me immediately. And I just go, oh, dear. Uh, yeah, scary looking. Dude. Yeah. Uh, so he sees me yeah. booing him, and he just comes straight up at, up to me, wide eyes. He's like, oh, "What are you What are you booing?" And then I thought, "Okay, so we we got to get into this a little bit." So I start going back at him, and he just calmly looks me in the eyes and goes, "Oh, you're ginger." And none of this made any sense. <laughs> like, oh, at least I may be bold, but at least in my life, I won't grow up and be ginger. When you have babies, they'll be dead babies. And I was just like, "What are we talking about here?" <laughs> But then I had a chat. I went dark quick. Lovely, yeah. He went really dark really quickly. Um, but now I, I think that's all the wrestling news. Now Are we good. I think so. Yeah. Let's move on to the top five. I'm knackered. Yeah, man. How long have we been going already? Ooh. In this, um, we've been going like thirty minutes, and minutes we haven't even got into anything yet. Okay. Well, let's get cracking. So this week, uh, top five, we are pitting against old. Wrestlers who can no longer wrestle anymore due to them either being retired or deadsies. And <laughs> we want them to face off against talent that is still active. Those dream matches that you think about uh, on a daily basis. I know I do. So I believe I went first last week. So would you like to kick us off with your number five dream match between X and present? Yeah, why not? So these are my top five, but they're all so good to me that it's not even they're not even in order really there's no order to these they're That's like true. but the first isn't better than the fifth they're just no, five matches i don't think i've put them in order yeah so i'm just completely at random first one i'm going for is Shawn michaels versus kenny omega Ooh. now these two i think as far as combining athleticism in the ring and having a genuine sort of ring psychology um, or ability at really good ring psychology, there's no one better than these two. No one better than Kenny Omega currently, no one better than Shawn Michaels of all time. And there's just no one that can match them. And I want to see the match in New Japan, preferably, mm-hmm. because they could go long, right? And they both proved that they can do 60-minute matches or more and keep them entertaining from start to finish. Like, yeah. you know, Shawn Michaels did it with Brett at WrestleMania, and um, Omega, um, Omega did it recently with Okada, didn't he, in the 60-minute time limit yeah. draw. And um, both, in their own ways, stunning, stunning matches, um, long matches. I just want to see them just fight for weeks, just let them go for weeks. And uh, my uh, spots I'd like to see include um, Omega ducking a switch in music from Sean, Sean turning around to get a V-trigger knee to the face. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, and, yeah. Just a nice little moment, and what, what, um, I also slapping in that match. Yeah, oh god, sounds. yeah, red or thighs, man. Um, and I also want to see Sean counter a one wing angel, so he's on Omega's shoulders, and, and um, he he'll be able to get one of his legs over and come down into a floating DDT. Oh, okay. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah, I can see Sean even um, battling and, and just even going for a, a normal kind of roll up from the shoulders there. Yeah, Duck down roll up. Um, yeah, I like that. Would would you have kind of a heel face thing going on, or would you? Uh, I think I think Omega would win. Mm-hmm. I think Omega should win because um, Shawn Michaels, uh, in his Christian days anyway, um, had less of a problem with putting new people over, and um, so yeah, I think Kenny Omega should win. Kenny Omega being heel 
with the Bullet Club. Shawn Michaels being the valiant baby face. I'm sure Shawn Michaels would blade. And um, it would just, <laughs> and uh, there'd be some amazing top rope planches from both men. Both of them could do beautiful moonsaults. It it would just be a lovely match, and I w- it would have to go at least an hour. Yeah, I'm picturing Sean's you know grimaced face. You know he always has when he's he's exhausted and his back starting to hurt. Yeah. And oh yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. How many? Um, so would you get? Who would hit their finisher? Would you tease it throughout the whole match and you'd only get one switch of music and one one wing angel or just have it finish a spot fest? I'd um I'd get only the one switch in music hit. Okay. Which would come out of nowhere but not finish the match. It would be something like that could even work. If if he's on um, Omega's shoulders for the one wing angel, then manages to jump off, but Omega turns around, bang, switch in music. Yeah, but doesn't have the full kind of power to get behind it yeah didn't get all of it muggle but um and then and then i think um omega would hit three one winged angels in a row without going for the pin and only going for the pin after the third to make sure sean was down thus also keeping sean looking pretty strong i like that that's uh see the the problem with us doing this top five i'm just gonna be sad by the end of it so i'm just gonna go yeah that would be amazing (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah, that's that's my number, not my number five, but one of my five because all of my five are equally awesome. One of, well, not to confuse, we'll say number five in the list, but not overall. Yes. You happy with that? Okay, okay. My number five pick stays in the realm of Japan, and uh, I'm going for Kazuchika Okada versus mm. Kenta Kabashi. Oh, nice! I like that. Right. Um, I had a look online because I was like, oh, if they ever faced each other, I found a tag match from Noah back in like 2009. Uh, but we're talking a, a young looking Okada there. And they didn't really touch that much. They did a little bit. And I think now, if you had Okada now versus Kenta, oh, I could say any time, really. He's, he's one of those workers that... He was pretty consistent, wasn't he? Yeah, there was no kind of misstep there. So I'd say Kenta any time. Let's let's do Prime just for fun. Um, I never knew that he... Let's bring it back now. Yeah, let's do it now. He's retired. He can do one more match. Why not? He's... Um, I didn't know this, but he has the second most five-star rated matches with 23. Really? Yeah, twenty-three five-star matches. That's that's an insane um, amount of five-star matches. You look at Okada at the moment, who's obviously very much had a very good year in terms of wrestling. Uh, he's at eight five-star or above. I have to say for Okada, five-star or above, <laughs> uh, which is ridiculous. And this year, he's been ranked as number one in the world by PWI five hundred. So, if you had the Burning Hammer versus the Rainmaker. You're, they could just keep teasing that burning hammer. You get him up. He, you, you go for it. He lands on his feet. Turn him around. Go for the rainmaker. Go for the rainmaker. Ducked and oh, there's just so many possibilities. And it would be so hard hitting. Um, but Kenta can. And we know Okada loves landing on his neck, don't we? He loves landing on his neck. <laughs> what was the the best commentary call of this year against Kenny when he said um, they did that suplex on the top rope, didn't they? And he said, uh, if, if Okada is ever having net problems in the future, that's one of the reasons why. Yes. And I think the Burning Hammer would uh, twist that over the edge. 
<laughs> it would break him. So don't say over the edge when talking about breaking wrestlers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dark, dark times. Dark podcast. <laughs> um, he's also one of the if not the longest, I didn't check this, uh, the longest, like, GHC heavyweight champion in Noah, uh, held it for over 700 days, that's, uh, and defended it a lot as well, had 13 defenses during that title reign, same as Okada, he's a fighting champion, so you have those two going after the, um, after the title there, I think we're in for a doozy, and might even go longer than an hour. Nice, yeah, you'd be happy with that, would you? I would be, I'd, I'd be... I'd be happy with them having a series. I feel like a good build, yeah. build match, and then you know the big payoff at uh, maybe not Wrestle Kingdom because I want it to be for the title. But you you could get some get some great matches out of those two. Yeah, man, definitely. G one final that'd be good. Oh, G one final, good shout. Yeah. Winner faces NATO. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's happening. That's happening in my world now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the figures out. Thank you, brother. Uh, number four for you, my friend. Number four. Well, I'll keep. Um, I'll keep along this theme, and uh, we've got our first crossover of the week. Really? Because yeah, my number four is Kazuchika Okada versus the Dynamite Kid. Oh man, good one. Yeah. Well, I think okay, as we've just been discussing, Okada is possibly the best active wrestler in the world at the moment as far as consistent match quality. And I think he, when he really excels, it's when his, his opponent is also a really good wrestler, but they all seem to have, all these five-star and above matches that Okada's had have been with arrogant heels that sort of turn Okada into an underdog. Yeah. So like the initial um, Omega Okada Wrestle Kingdom match had that dynamic, even though it did kind of switch for their rematch, but um, Omega was certainly the sort of cocky heel for that one. Okada Suzuki, Okada Nato, Okada Evil to a certain degree. That all of these matches pit Okada as the underdog with these bastard heels, right? Yeah. And Dynamite in his sort of 70s, 80s matches, particularly his stuff with Tiger Mask and New Japan and stuff, that was him. He was like this foreign, nasty bastard heel, which sort of is who he is in real life anyway. <laughs> and um, combined it with like this technically beautiful wrestling but was stiff enough to just continue to make him look like an arsehole you know and th that's where okada looks amazing and i just think he th those two could put on an absolute clinic together you could make okada look so vulnerable and okada would win in the end and retain the, the championship which i imagine he'd be defending and um yeah i just pray for okada's neck basically <laughs> yeah if you had uh dynamite kid uh, prime Dynamite Kid in today's uh, modern Japan, strong style, Askira. Oh, just the the magic that he could produce with Be amazing. so, well, so he did. many good wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. But I'm like today's crop of New Japan wrestlers. Yeah, would just be would be stunning. And yeah, him and Okada, they they could really go. And I think he'd um, Okada would get that glassy eyed look he normally gets, but slightly worse this time. Yeah, um, yeah, and Dynamite would um, would pick on it when he saw it. Yeah, I was about to say something horrible. Then I'm going to resist. I'm <laughs> gonna. I got a filter there. Ah, uh, tell me what you're going to say, please. <laughs> no, I'll be good. Tell me I'll... now. Tell me. Tell me now, and I won't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> got to be better than you. That's all this podcast is. <laughs> uh, yeah, very, very good choice again. Um, oh, why, why? Yeah, what world do we live in? What, what, what 
what horrible I know. world that this can't happen. I know, and um, and even though I love Dynamite Kid, like I, it's, I know it's a problem. Like that, I a lot of the wrestlers that I have huge admiration for in the ring are terrible, terrible human beings. Just the worst. But yeah, but um, uh, there's because of that. Even though Dynamite Kid was incredible and stuff, they're still so satisfied about watching him finally get beaten. And Okada would do that convincingly, I think. Yeah, so you put Okada over. Yes, definitely. Yeah, big rainmaker. Yeah, huge, yeah, huge rainmaker. Huge rainmaker. Huge rainmaker. Counted from a standing switch um, German suplex from Dynamite Kid. Mm. Yeah, you could tease that, couldn't you? I like that. Right. Okay. We've uh, we've gone very hard hitting and technical, which I knew we would. We'd pick yeah. like technical long matches, and I'm not breaking the tradition with number four here. I've gone for a wrestling match here. This is, um, I want to see, this is not a current WE or New Japan star. This is someone on the independence, but someone who's going to be very big in the next couple of years. I want to see Brett, not Brett, Brett the Hart, Hitman Hart is already quite established, I've heard. He's quite, he's quite <laughs> over. I've heard, yeah. I've, yeah. I've heard his name somewhere. Quite saw, him on, saw him on a Simpsons episode or something. <laughs> well, it smells like old man in here. <laughs> uh, I want to see Brett Hart take on the very talented Matt Riddle. Nice. That'd be mm. good. Matt Riddle's big. He's big now, I'd he say. He is big, he is. Uh, um, but the thing that's so surprising is um, he debuted in October three years ago. He's three years into his career. Yeah, that's very impressive. Just, And I think in the next three years, he's going to be a massive name in the WE. Like, absolutely massive. Uh, listeners... A lot of you are going to be because you're smarky buggers like the rest of us. But if you're not familiar with uh, much of Riddle's work, one match you have to check out is uh, Riddle versus Shibata. Uh, Rev Pro high stakes this year, earlier this year. Probably still one of my top five matches of this year. You um, sent me that, didn't you? That was I stunning. Did. Yeah. I did. It's uh, got the, Those two have amazing chemistry. And they just really built and built the match, the layers that they put on. And him and Brett could tell that kind of story. You know, they're, they're both very good at telling stories in the ring, but also doing it through actual wrestling. And their wrestling ability between each other would be great. I, The thing with Riddle, I thought about lots of people I could put him with, uh, technically, like Regal, Benoit. But Brett just seemed like the obvious choice. If I had 1997 Brett versus Riddle, um, it would just be off the chain. You'd have an experienced Brett leading the match and the less experienced Riddle... And it would just be pure wrestling. You know, the two would just be going for, for finishes and tap outs the whole time. Um, you'd have the bro mission or the BTS going against uh, the sharpshooter. And I think it would go on so long as a match. But it would have that kind of aura of a lot of Brett's matches when they're just straight wrestling like him versus yeah, Owen. Or... They'd have some, um, I, I love the idea of the submission switching. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, between the two of them. I think we'd be there all night. Even screw it, we could even make it a submission match. You know, taking his, um, taking his fighting background, the mixed martial arts background, and um, they could go for a long time. So actually, I would like to make that move a uh, submission match. Maybe like nice. I know Riddle doesn't have, but he can he can still make you tap. He he'll make you tap. Yeah. And then I, I'd put Riddle over. I'd think um, getting. Brett into the BTS, the bro to sleep, and then put them out that way. 
would be a would be a good way to finish it. So Matt Riddle versus Bret Hart, ninety seven Bret Hart at WrestleMania. Oh, I love it. Yeah, very good. What about an ultimate submission match? Ooh, it's been a while. It has. It has. They don't really do submission matches anymore. It makes me kind of sad. Not. Yeah. No one really jumps out at me as kind of a submission technical wrestler, in all honesty. No, but he's got the MMA background. I'm sure he could bust out some pretty cool ones. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I mean, in general, in WE, we don't get a lot of submission matches and things like that. Oh, right, so, yeah. yeah. No, not anymore. Yeah, Ares was doing it for a while, and that was good to see because i love a good i love a good submission i enjoyed neville um bringing in the rings of saturn when he turned heel that was a great um submission yeah it, it's a really good looking submission as well so, yeah it's about the only good thing perry saturn ever did <laughs> look sideways um did you see that video well, of that, that um, mma ufc fight or whatever they are doing the walls of jericho yes i did yeah well with it, it wasn't ufc it was, i don't know who it was but yeah mma fighter um yeah that was brilliant i love that Makes it a legit move now. Actual move now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, Jericho's now a shooter. <laughs> That's his new gimmick when he comes back. He always loves having a new one. Uh, yeah. But yeah, bro versus Brett. Very good. Bro good. Bro good indeed. I like it. So. What have you got, baby? So this is my number three, isn't it? I'm going to um, I'm gonna go away from um, technical wrestling um, to a degree. I've got um, AJ Styles versus Brian Pillman. Oh. You mm. have pulled some some out of the closet. Yeah, right. I thought I'd go for some something a bit left field. Um, basically, this sort of came from me watching some of the um, Styles and Ambrose matches from last year. Yeah. And that program was sort of you know people said it was good and they had good matches and everything, but Ambrose to me is just Pillman light. So imagine what Pillman could have done. It would have just been awesome. It's a solid analogy. He does kind of have that... Um, yeah, you're right. He really is a Pillman light. He's a family-friendly Brian Pillman. And Styles is obviously one of the best in the world. And Pillman, as much as I love Pillman, and as amazing as he was, he was a bit sloppy in the ring on occasion, it's fair to say. But there's something about AJ Styles that when he wrestles wrestlers who have that slight sloppiness... He can just make them look incredible, like really, really crisp. Yeah. And I, I, I've no idea how he does it, but when he's in the ring with sloppy wrestlers, he makes them look great. And Pillman, so he can make Pillman look good. Pillman's selling, his facial expressions and stuff um, would just be incredible against AJ Styles. They're both high, high flyers to a degree. I think they could just have an amazing program and they could have a match in WWE today, within in the rules of WWE, that would be really entertaining. I think. I think so. I like to see that uh, that program break down into kind of a street fight as well. I think they could both do a lot of good stuff with a street fight. Or oh, some... they could do a great, um, yeah, TLC style sort of match. You know. Yeah, yeah, just just something with a bit of weapons. Yeah, oh, I just... standing. Yeah, would would all I just, work. I just want to see Pillman with a kendo stick. That's all I need. That's all it is now. It's just kendo sticks, isn't it? Yeah. I'm all right with it, though. I like this. I suppose, like, they're relatively safe, aren't they? And they make a good noise. They do. Well, I am. Um, last time I was in Birmingham at a kamikaze show, we, we had a kendo stick. And uh, I was just having a chat, and one of the, the kids came up and just smacked me in the back of a kendo stick. Mm-hmm. You're popular. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over with the kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't tickle. That was not fun. <laughs> I was like, ah. Uh. 
Why? So whenever well, I see, well, you see, you see the welts, don't you? Appear um, on telly and stuff when you're watching them get hit. Yeah. So I had kind of like a PTSD flashback watching Helen Sow between the Usos. Every <laughs> hit. Yeah, like, no, not don't do it. Always enjoyed Shane McMahon with a Kendo stick. Yeah, because he, he does the little spinny thing in his hands, doesn't he? And then yeah, the yeah. I was I was down with that when I was a kid. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pillman, AJ, long program. I'd put that in a long program. Yeah, um, definitely. They'd be feuding. trading a lot of um, wins and losses. Yeah, I was going to say, would you have them feuding over a belt or just, just Pillman? No, Pillman. blood feud. Blood feud. Pillman would, uh, yeah, uh, P- Pillman would start stalking AJ Styles' wife. As a minimum. Now, As a, that, that would be the start, and God knows where it would go. <laughs> now, would you do classic WE of um, hiring a a soup hot model or use his actual wife like uh the vicky guerrero because it's um uh... i we'd use his actual wife and um the final match like i said it would be a tlc match except you're climbing up the ladder to obtain one of his children who's hanging at the top <laughs> well, it's appropriate there was eddie guerrero's birthday on monday wasn't it yes yeah really bringing out the hits i'm your papi where the hell is vicky but he didn't say <laughs> how no, no, no. No, he didn't. Good, good, good. Well done. Good, good choice again. Um, Thank you. This is the most kind of current one that might happen. You never know. We could okay. entice him back out. Um, crossover, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I want to see Shawn Michaels versus Seth Rollins. Nice. That'd be really good, actually. Yeah. I want uh, heel authority bastard Seth Rollins Versus mid two thousands babyface Jesus loving Shawn Michaels, nice. Uh, maybe even put Triple H in Seth's corner, okay, and then have him kind of be the coach. And Shawn's like oh, no. in Seth's corner, yeah, in Seth's corner. And then he, you know, mm. this, this is the protege, and Seth's got that arrogant. You know, as every feud with Shawn is against a young, a young up and coming wrestler is, uh, you're the old, and I need to beat the best in the WWE so I can be the future. Which was a lot of what Seth was doing when he was a bastard. And yeah. um, having kind of Triple H there in the corner to be like, yeah, take out the old dog and the betrayal in Sean. And if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, for the that. uninitiated, yeah, for the uninitiated, um, Shawn Michaels, whenever he's being interviewed as himself um, about anything, He'll end every sentence with, you know what I mean? And it's just the greatest thing. I've got a DVD of um, Shawn Michaels. I think it came out just before his retirement match with Undertaker. And they're basically just going through best matches. And in between the matches is just him sitting in a room with Michael Cole, just sort of being interviewed and talking about the matches. And I think if you were to do a I know what you mean, cat drinking game, watching that um, DVD, (laughs) you would be destroyed. Because everyone's got their verbal tics of like, you know, whatever. But uh, to have, if you know what I mean, is uh, just something else. So if he can get through that in the promos, I think the promos between the two would be fantastic. And uh, just keep building that and building that. And then more head games from Triple H. And you you could just do a lot. You could do a lot. Uh, Same as we said with um, Okada. Where he... what do they even call Seth Rollins' knee anymore? They just seem to yell knee whenever he hits it. Whenever he does the spin knee, arm knee. Yeah. Knee! Um, we'll call it... <laughs> no, there's no clever name for it. When he does the knee to the nah. face, Sean could break off the arm, switch in music, does, do his fall into the cover. Um, 
Seth being as gifted as he is in the ring with the kind of high flying, I kind of get a, an image of that um, when it was Shelton Benjamin and Shawn Michaels style. Just yeah. great wrestling, but also some high flying mixed in there. And, you know, Sean being taken to his absolute limit. Um, I I thought about this match quite a lot, and then I kind of Googled what would, you know, Seth versus Sean. And I'm not the only one to think this, because we've got quite a... There were quite a few uh, promo videos made, you know, those fan promo videos. Oh, yeah. And I watched those, and one was for, like, WrestleMania. It was a bit <laughs> with, like, those two talking, where Sean's trying to hype him up and stuff. And I got really excited for the match. And I was like, yep, it's going in number three without a doubt and yeah those two build don't touch each other till mania mr wrestlemania steals the show again with kenny with uh seth rollins nice i like it who would who would who would win hmm i feel like seth would win from some uh distraction by mr hunter hearst helmsley but uh okay I'd, I'd probably like... probably leading to a triple h Shaw match so that triple h could put himself over again 100 percent you know, Sean was in WCW. He wasn't Triple H. He wasn't. He was. I swear <laughs> it. So that that that's what I think would be. Uh, if Sean was to come back, I know it's always Sean AJ and that all of that, but Sean Seth for me is the is the one. Like it, like it a lot. Okay, my number two. I'm going back to um, techie wrestling. I'm afraid Shocker. it's. Um, I know it's Dean Malenko versus Zack Saber Junior. Oh. Now, just let them roll around on the floor for 25 minutes. <laughs> You'd be so happy. Yeah, that's all I want. I just want a technical masterclass. Like, they could barely leave the mat, just stay down there, and they could still keep me on the edge of my seat for that entire match. On the condition, the only condition, is that Dimalenko power bombs a bitch at least once. Um, preferably when Sabre's attempting some kind of tilt-a-whirl armbar or something. So he jumps up, tilt-a-whirls round on Dean... Powerbomb the bitch. Powerbomb the bitch. I like that. That's yeah. what I want. Sapes builds. He was he was invented for Malenko to powerbomb a bitch. He was because he he could fold up like an accordion quite easily. Exactly. Because uh, you really would have tall and lean versus uh, short and stocky. Yeah, we'll Malenko powerbombing people, uh, cruiserweight specifically, is my just my favorite thing in the world. So I want I want the powerbomb a bitch in the middle of lots of amazing mat technical wrestling and hold exchanging. That's all you ever want in life. Basically, that's all. All of my favorite matches are basically that sort of thing. Well, um, as we discussed, one of our favorite No Mercy matches was uh, Regal and uh, Benoit, and I feel like yeah. you'd get something similar in this kind of regard. Yeah, totally. Uh, Malenko obviously is very good, and uh, but but Saber's got very that kind good. of very good. He's Saber's the greatest. Got that... All right, calm down. Keep in your pants. <laughs> He hasn't powerbombed a bitch yet, um, but Xavier's <laughs> oh, just got bitch. that uh, kind of connection, real connection with the audience as well. Yeah. And um, who would you have heel? Because I'd like to have like Zebra as a kind of despicable heel in this one. No, neither would be heel. This would be a sleeper match in a G1 tournament. Oh, okay. So this would, it would just be a regular tournament match in the G1, but it would just come out of nowhere as this stunning match. Yeah, yeah, very good point, very good point. That um, way that way, either of them need to promo, which is probably good for both of them. <laughs> yeah, it's probably for the best in all honesty, yeah. Yeah, you don't expect them to come out and then they just deliver and then Mouta gives them the six stars. Yeah. yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. just roll it around. And power <laughs> on the bitch. Oh, wrestling. Just roll around for me, boys. <laughs> you little panties. 
Um, I, I forgot to mention, we've obviously got... Um, we posed some questions to... What did you call us last week? The Five Count Universe? Oh, so, yeah. Some form but of branding. That, you can't name, that name's... You just said that name. our name's changing soon, isn't it? So I'm going to have to rebrand our universe as well. You will. Get to work. Uh, we also asked... Uh, put the question out to, to you guys as well and got some very good responses we will be discussing after this top five. Uh, really good ones. I looked through and I wanted to steal a lot of them, but I resisted. Yeah. I resisted. It was really hard, actually, not to change my choices after reading some <laughs> other people's really good choices. So my next one was a really big struggle because it was uh, it was my boy, it was my bay, it was Edge. Oh. Um, and I had so many so many ideas. I thought maybe I'll put them against against Sammy. You know, maybe nice. face Sammy versus Edge. Uh, but Sammy's ruined that by going heel now. Then I thought maybe I'll put him against Seth. But then I thought, no, Seth and Sean better chemistry. Yeah. I even considered Roman. Edge versus Roman. The um, Battle of the Spears. Battle of the Spears. For how good Edge and John Cena was, I feel yeah. like this would be the modern day, would have been the modern day Edge and Roman. But it didn't. I stole from you uh, earlier in the list. I want to see Edge versus Kenny Omega. Oh, nice. That would be really good, actually. Yeah, it, it took a while. I even, because I messaged Jesse last night and I said, what's the what's the ruling with uh, tag team matches? And he went, oh, we could do it. But then I thought, no, I might leave it off and maybe we'll do a series in the future of tag team matches. Unless you've picked that for your... Yeah, no, no, I haven't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's not spunk all our top fives in one yeah. go. <laughs> so we could definitely do a tag team one. Because I thought Edge and Christian versus the Bucks. Spoilers, that's going to be in there. <laughs> uh, would be a good choice, but I thought no. If we're taking Bullet Club. We're having Edge versus his fellow hoser Kenny Omega, and you talk about two stars that would just oh, mesh and complement each other. Like when you put mustard and ketchup and you mix them together, you just get beauty right there. I'd have Edge go to New Japan for this match. Yeah, uh, I'd have Edge as pure scum heel, which Very good. which is what kind of made this choice really difficult because. Since Edge is retired and Edge is such a lovely human being as he is, all I listen to him now is on his podcast and like interviews, and he's just such a nice person. And you forget that he was just this virile, hated heel <laughs> as a person for so long. Um, so I'd have to go like super heel Edge and kind of like what Kenny Omega is now, that kind of tweenery, whatever he is in New Japan at the moment. He's basically, yeah, he's basically a face to us and a heel to the Japanese people, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And I think this would kind of work either way. Um, I'd like to put Edge in mid-2007, but Kenny's pretty much going to destroy his neck and he's not going to be able to wrestle again. Yeah, Kenny does that. He does that. He's a fan of it. Uh, I think the athleticism in this match would be off the chain. Um, The storytelling... They both can tell great stories in the ring. And Edge, when he starts getting frustrated, just brings on a, a whole other character. Um, Edge setting up for a spear and running into a knee. Yeah, yeah. V-trigger, ducking it. Um, if he got him up for the one-wing angel, drop behind. It is... Um, is it the Edge-O-Matic? Edge-O-Matic from yeah. behind, yeah. Edge-O-Matic from behind. Uh, could even block a V-trigger into an execution. There's, there's a lot of, like... I'd have a lot of false finishes. I'd have God, a stupid I, I love Kenny Omega's knees. The more I think about it, I just love Kenny Omega's knees. They're so good. They're probably... Just knee people all day. Knee yeah. a bitch. <laughs> Bob, Bob, bitch. Knee a bitch. <laughs> bitch, bitch, bitch. Yeah. Who did he... Oh, I'm going to forget now. But he, he had a match like near the end of the G1. Um, 
and just the knees just kept coming and they just started getting too real. Just, <laughs> just a little bit too real for me and I just kept wincing every single time he hit it. Was it evil? I think it was evil. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Versus evil. Evil sounds like a champ. Yeah. Uh, NATO as well. NATO took so many. Mm. Like a ridiculous amount of V-triggers. Um, and yeah, that, that would pretty much end Edge's career way earlier than it, than it Again. should. <laughs> Again, yeah. yeah. Come back and it's done. But uh, I'd have Omega go over. I, as much as that pains me to say, I oh, think man. you're right. Go, he'd hit a spear, but he'd kick out. Edge would get frustrated, go for it again. V trigger, turn him around. One winged angel. Yeah, Maybe right on that. Him. Right on that stack of dimes. He calls a neck. <laughs> done. Get the stretcher <laughs> in. You're done. But Kenny Omega versus Edge. Oh, again, so sad that that's never ever going to happen. Uh, I actually listened to. Um, if you haven't checked out Edge and Christian's podcast, they do an interview with Kenny Omega. And I always love hearing Kenny Omega talk, especially when he does his YouTube stuff or any kind of podcast, because obviously his character in New Japan is that borderline eccentric. It's like that, I've had pop rocks all day, (laughs) just at that level. But when he just talks normally, just the chillest dude in the world. Just so, whatever. Just chill, gamer, Canadian. Yep. And just hearing those two talk, they they just get more and more Canadian as they talk. (laughs) And just start making really weird Winnipeg references that no one understands. Love it. But that's my number two. Ugh, I just heard you gulp your drink then. It was disgusting. No, nope, no. Nope, nope. What are you... Are you at number two or number one? I lost I'm at number one. Number one. my last baby. one. What? So, can you guess who is my former wrestler? Hmm. Is he burning in the seven rings of hell? <laughs> he may be burning in at least five of the seven rings of hell. <laughs> I think they made more. <laughs> just for him. You get the eighth. <laughs> uh, would it happen to be the man we discuss every goddamn week? The Canadian crippler himself, um, Chris Benoit. Redacted. May he, but yeah, sorry, redacted. May he not rest in peace. Um, evil, evil man. Against, <laughs> However. Um, <laughs> but, but stunning in-ring technician. There it is. Uh, uh, Chris Benoit versus Pete Dunne. Oh, I almost. You know what? I almost didn't put Benoit in this list because, um, like as we discuss every week, as you said, like I could still enjoy his matches and I could separate the man from the performer. Blah de blah de blah. But um, the idea of sort of fantasy resurrecting him to wrestle still makes me feel a bit weird. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a bit. Just a bit. Yeah, but. This, but this this one felt too good to pass up because uh, Pete. Like, I nearly went for Pete Dunn versus Dynamite Kid, but I thought because uh, Dynamite Kid has to be the heel and Pete Dunn has to be the heel, and Benoit is Dynamite Kid as far as move set and stuff, you know. So this is like the same thing basically, except you get Chris Benoit's underdog babyface character, which he was through most of the two thousand. It's really weird to talk about Benoit being like a consummate babyface, but that, that's what he was. Yeah, it's true. And, and um, if you've yeah. got done shit eating grin versus the toothless aggression, ooh. Oh man, imagine Benoit selling like all of um, Dunn's like sadism, sadistic offense, you know, that he does. Because Benoit could be the, the um, underdog so well and look like he's getting absolutely battered, and he could do that to Dunn. It would be just be amazing. He would sell it to death. Sorry, Chris. 
Sorry, Chris. It's funny. <laughs> um, but it'd be great. Oh, the suplexes, the submissions, just uh, everything. It would, it would just be. It yeah. would have so much good. It, like it would be like the Benoit Angle stuff, but dare I say it with a bit more personality because Pete Dunne can bring that sort of strong heel personality to the table that would just be incredible. Yeah, if you had uh, Pete properly working a body part and uh, proper joint manipulation, you know, just work... Because Benoit was always so good at selling a body part and remembering to sell a body part. Um, not like, as we mentioned, Kenny Omega when he hurts his leg, sings Teenage Dream and then goes, oh yeah, I meant to sell my leg. Ow, ow. <laughs> Step my one of my favorite promos of all time, by the way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if he he really worked worked um, the arm, for example, and Benoit struggling to get the the crippler in. I, we should not call it that. Um, the cross space. We shouldn't call it that either. <laughs> get his finisher in. Yeah, but both both of them would come out looking. Uh, Pete Dunne would win, I think. Yeah, and um, but ben, Benoit would get. Um, I mean, I know he wouldn't now, but um, Benoit would get a standing ovation circa Royal Rumble 2003 after he lost to Angle, I think. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) The idea of him getting a standing ovation now is maybe a bit... We forgive everything. That was beautiful. (laughs) Well, yeah, we know what you did, but God damn, did you sell that leg? Every goddamn. This is why we're never going to do a top five Canadian wrestlers. That's why this is never going to happen. <laughs> it's, oh man, I know, I know it's wrong, but Benoit is just. I can't help it. I'm so. I grew up with the guy. <sighs> okay. I knew it longer than his own son did. <laughs> Fucking hell. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, wow. We're definitely getting that explicit rating now, that's for sure. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're right. It would be it would be a great match. You could put Pete with, with any of the technical masters, Kurt, Dean, Regal, but Chris is probably the best choice. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go to a happier note. I'm also resurrecting the dead, but a wow-loved... <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> his best friend, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Um, kind of in honour of his uh, what would have been his 50th birthday on Monday. Yep. 50th. Um, yeah. Versus someone from your list as well, because we like the same wrestlers, shockingly. Um, Eddie Guerrero oh. versus AJ Styles. Oh, that would be good. I know, right? That's why it's in the list. Baby! And <laughs> um, I tried to think of, like, because I've been saying, like, oh, them in their prime, or them in, like, the end of their career. I think if Eddie was still around now, and him at 50, maybe as he's been gone for a while, he does appearances every now and again. I think he, if he was still around, he could still go at 50. Oh, God, yeah. Well, no, actually, I disagree with that, because um, um, if he was still around, his body would have uh, basically collapsed on itself by this point. He'd be in a wheelchair like Lex Luger, I think. Yeah, you reckon it would have gone that far? Yeah, definitely. Car crashing drugs, yeah, probably. Um, By the way, have you seen Lex Luger recently? I have not. Like interviews or anything like that? No. No? He looks like um, his hair is sort of separated like a Victorian maid. <laughs> what? What the hell is that even a sentence? What do you mean like a Victorian <laughs> maid? Well, his face has got all thin. He basically looks like a vicar, except like his hair is parted, like like pictures you see of maids from Victorian times. 
It's just, just this. I'm not going to look him up. The image in my head is just too good. I'm picturing yeah, like no. a really buff 80s body and just a. Oh. <laughs> He's complete. Yeah, but any, anyway, sorry, completely sidetracked. Go on, Eddie. Um... Eddie versus AJ. So, yeah, yeah. maybe you're right. Uh, so, I'd put 2003, 2004 Eddie then against, uh, against AJ. Um, a lot of people are obviously influenced by Eddie. That's like the whole crop of WWE superstars at the moment uh, is influenced by Eddie. Um, but the thing that would work so well against AJ is we know that AJ can fly. We know Eddie can fly, but they can both wrestle. They can both yeah. get down and chain wrestle and really go for it. So AJ's flawless and can make a good match out of anyone. Eddie was the same during his time. You put him in the ring with anyone. If he's on, he's on. And... Uh, these two just going back and forth, you, you'd you have the the technical to start with a lot of uh, back and forth of trying to one-up each other and respect. And then, obviously, yeah. you build to your, your high-flying and 450s. And yeah, it would. Sent on to, you know, oh, yeah, you enjoying this, baby? Oh, you like what yeah, I'm give saying? Give it to me. Yeah, man. Give it to me. Goes for a frog splash, moves out the way. <laughs> Cat crusher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, frogs aren't the only thing that's wet right now. <laughs> Disgusting. Is it, <laughs> the number one always just degrade. This should be like our peak of our list, and it just degrades into. Normally, because Chris Benoit is your number it one. It does. I know. Yeah, I know. Pete, you poor people listening have to sit through all of our, our boring, boring chat just to get into like a bit of entertainment at the end. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Eddie and AJ could could go for ages. I'd love to see them feud of the US title, maybe. Um, Frog splash for. Counter for fifty splash. Um, I might even have Eddie tap to end this match. Nice. Get that calf crusher in. Build it throughout the whole match, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd have this going for a while. I'd have them face each other on some SmackDowns. Eddie cheating to win. AJ get more and more frustrated until he gets him in a gets him in a match and then gets his one upsman on Mister Guerrero by making him tap out. Yeah, I like that. AJ Styles and Guerrero as well, both very underrated promos, I think. Like, yeah. they're, they're never in the conversation of the best people on the mic. But I think they're both brilliant, really, really good. And that could add an extra dimension in the build-up to this. Yeah, if you did, like, Eddie Guerrero's comedy and stuff, and, you know, when AJ gets gets all mad and angry. Yeah, flicking his hair about. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we'd we'd be on onto a winner. Um, so that's our top fives. For I love it. Another, another solid top five, Max, from both of us. I think. I believe so. I I would quite happily watch all of those. Had a couple, couple of crossovers of wrestlers, but no crossovers of matches. I would have been really freaked out if we had any crossover matches. I did tell you. I said to you, we'd have one crossover of a former wrestler, and that's exactly what we had, which was Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually. Yeah. It's like you're psychic. I know, I just knew. I just knew that you wouldn't go for any of my former wrestlers other than Shawn Michaels. And you wouldn't go for mine. No, of course not. They're shit. <laughs> Let's go over to the Five Count Universe and see what everyone... Uh, do you like the sound effect then, Jess? You didn't applaud. Sorry. It's wasted now. Sorry. Applause from one person never sounds good. That's true. Unless it's a slow clap. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then everyone has to join in and it doesn't work so uh we asked the five count universe 
which former wrestlers would you like to see against current wrestlers? And we explained the rules to them. And we got some good responses. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of responses. So sorry if we don't get to everyone. But uh, the, top, uh, the top one that kind of came out of this was in the same vein as you. William Regal versus Pete Dunne. Art of Failure suggested this one. Uh, huge dream match. A showcase of tense, tactical, aggressive, technical wrestling. I think it would be everything I could possibly want. Only thinking of himself, Art of Failure. Doesn't I know, yeah, selfish, else. selfish failure, man. But um, I, I completely agree with him, and I so nearly um, changed Benoit to Regal um, based on his comment. But then I thought, no, no, I'll let Art of Failure have his moment. Well, well, someone underneath said Pete Dunne versus British Bulldog as well. Yeah, well, he's an idiot because um, he says <laughs> he says he says I honestly think the heel heel dynamic wouldn't work that well with those two as a tag team. I think they'd be brilliant though. Uh, I agree with that. Um, a real classic would be Pete Dunne versus British Bulldog. Well, if you think the heel heel dynamic wouldn't work, why are you putting him against Bulldog? <laughs> Stupid man. Well, he's never going to comment again, is he? Shoot down his opinion. He's an idiot. Um, what else do we have come up? Um, Undertaker we... versus Abyss. Um, yes. Johnzo NYC420 said, which is a cool one. I like the idea of that. I get to meet Abyss in a couple of weeks, and I don't know what to do with myself. Um, give him a cuddle. I've heard he really likes that. I feel like that. he's going to be really normal, and it's just not going to be fun. <laughs> he must be getting on a bit, no? No, yeah, I imagine he is. Yeah, that's what time does. <laughs> time after time. <laughs> yeah Undertaker Abyss and someone made a very good comment that uh, oh shit we can say Undertaker now as a past wrestler and technically wrestler. you can yeah yeah. Sting um, versus Evil this Sting guy listed as well yes I like was, that this was the one that jumped out at me um, yeah actually all of these guys suggestions he pretty much nails it because this is you said Jonzo NYC420 loves a bit of the blunt uh, HBK with DX versus AJ Styles with Gallows and Anderson. He's properly booked that one, isn't he? He's properly booked it. But he says with, so I'm thinking they're outside. I want a six-man, brother. Three on yeah, three. Nice. Do it. Or why not Why not make it a Cyber Series five on five with um, added um, old DX members and added Bullet Club members? Road Dog Jesse James. Put some and Balor the badass Billy Gunn, yeah, with um, Balor and um, Omega. Why not bring him over? Why not? Just for funsies. It's a fantasy world we live in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had some some very, very good ones. He also said Daniel Bryan Shibata, which I thought was quite insensitive because they would both be dead by the end of the match, but it would be entertaining. <laughs> I'll give you that. And they're both currently former, I suppose, kind of. They are. Or, at the uh, you could sort of argue both ways, can't you? Uh, yep. Uh, Cyber Dog Meat. We have a very, very big Japanese fan in um, Cyber, Cyber Dog Meat. Yeah, he just, he's just trying to show off on how many Japanese wrestlers he knows, really, isn't he? That's exactly what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Every week. Uh, <laughs> but he has some good ones. Kenny Omega versus Kenta Kobashi. Um, I, I said Kenta Kobashi versus uh, Okada, so you're wrong about that one. <laughs> just pointing out that I was correct there. Uh, yeah. Brian Punk versus Atami and Marafuji. Another solid choice. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Ken Shamrock is in there. That's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, stealing my ideas again. Yeah, but that's but, a cool... That, I like that. That's a cool one, like, you know. Build former that MMA fighters. Yeah, yeah 100%. I, Ken Shamrock brought Lesnar. How good would that be? That would be good, actually. Yeah, see. We put Steve Blackman in there just because just I want him. With a kendo stick. Yep. With yeah, I chips. like it. <laughs> um, 
Cuckoo Cuckoo Lely, his name is. Um, kick, 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 kick. Um, it, it said um, HBK versus AJ Styles is the obvious one and he's right that seems to be sort of the commonly accepted dream match in this um, scenario doesn't it yeah I, yeah, I didn't want to kind of put that one in there um, Math Pipe Bomb said Eddie Guerrero versus AJ Styles uh, so he agrees with me on that one so thank you but underneath that Menster69 Sami Zayn Eddie Guerrero no I don't like that you don't like that I'm not feeling no. that one no, it's too. A lot of people make the mistake of thinking dream matches should be two wrestlers who are very similar to each other. Yeah, and that's not always how good matches work. There's there's one that's been commented, and they they gave no explanation, and I kind of want to send them a message to find out why. <laughs> I uh, think I know which one you're looking I'm at. Cur- it's Joey underscore Buns wants to see <laughs> yeah. Mr. Perfect fight Braun Strowman. Why? And- I agree with him wholeheartedly. I, I, I never realised how badly I wanted it until I read it. <laughs> well, as you just said, it you know people always pick styles that go together. Mister Perfect versus Braun Strowman. Yeah, it's the antithesis of that. It's um, yeah, I'd like I'd love to see a perfect plex on Braun Strowman. Mm. That'd be amazing. Ah, um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Mister Perfect versus Braun Strowman, I think, should be our pick of the week. Yeah, pick of the week from from the universe. We're well done, Joey Buns. You don't win anything because we're not that rich. But uh, Mr. Perfect versus Braun Strowman. He goes to throw his towel in the air. Braun takes it and eats it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> that's what we got. <laughs> uh, bucket! Bucket, baby! So that's... You could put him in with... Uh, what's, what's his son called? I've forgotten his name now. That's good. Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel. Um... So that's our top five. Thank you for everyone who sent over your suggestions. Some of you were right. Some of you were wrong. Try better next week. Um, yeah, the one that said, um, I'm not going to name him and shame him, but the one that said, um, Pete Dunn versus Dynamite, um, I hate you. <laughs> Unsubscribe now. No, please don't. <laughs> um, next week, we are going back to, we've done a couple of weeks of fantasy booking now, so we want to return back to the land of reality and talk about some of our favorite moments of wrestling again because we do like discussing days gone by we don't like anything new and scary no jesse doesn't he gets very uncomfortable yeah wrestling pete for me when um, bruno san martino lost the title (laughs) good one (laughs) thanks mate Uh, next week we're um we all obviously know the the famous storylines that that exist in the world, uh, but we've been watching wrestling for quite a long time now, and I want to know what uh, Mr. Jesse Benz's top five personal favorite storylines are from his time watching wrestling. Um, I like that. What you've kind of discovered, what you like. Um, we're talking about. You know, we talk. We talk about angles specifically. Yeah, yeah, like angles. So we're going to talk about the builds of the matches, the promos, why why they kind of stuck with you. Because there's certain stuff that sticks with you. I, I know I've mentioned a couple of stuff to you, and you've gone. I do not remember that happening at all. Yeah, and I go. It was like one of the most influential storylines for me. Um, so I'm curious to see what we kind of pull out on that. Uh, not just WE exclusive. If you've got stuff from. ROH, TNA, or uh, New Japan, any of those, then sling them in your list, baby. I will, but thinking of it, I don't think I do, you know. Like, there's... I've I've never been captivated by storylines outside of WWE. Just just matches. Are you the same? Yeah, there's kind of a TNA-esque moment that, uh, that 
that I could probably get in because I, I did get quite into TNA during its um when it was good mid two thousands it was good, yeah yeah early to mid two thousands there there's a couple of moments in there I don't think I'll put it in so I'll talk about it now but I'll always remember um one night when Brett was making his return to Raw um yes but it was the same the night, night that. That yeah. TNA went up against Raw for the first time, and you and Rob were sitting watching um, TNA go up against Raw because you thought it'd be a better show, and I was yes. watching Raw because I've Bret Hart coming back for the first time in however long that was much bigger. Mm. But just us, us three, just pettily like I'm arguing with Rob on one side, and then I've got a message Joper with you on the other side arguing with you, and then <laughs> I think we just hurt each other's feelings too much, and then, then didn't talk for the rest of the evening. Yeah, we did. Um, but yeah, I regret watching that episode of TNA because it was a bit lame. It's only taken him like 10 years to admit it, everyone. <laughs> but, I've, but I've never seen the Raw when Brett comes back. So maybe I should um, check it out on the WWE Network. Maybe. Maybe when we calm down with our forfeits, I'll just be like, just go and watch. Just go and watch that. No yeah, just put a, put a chili up your bum while you're watching. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's allowed on YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah. But- so that's what we're doing next week. We'll obviously be putting the the question out as well because we like hearing from you guys uh, as much as we if we tease and we jest you. We do like hearing from what you're saying. Um, but as of next week, we will be under a brand new name. So stay tuned to the social medias to find out what the rebrand is and check out our sick new logos. We got some awesome logos being designed, uh, which is going. I I have I have no idea. I have no idea what we're going to be called. I have not seen the logos. I'm as excited as everyone else. <laughs> Jesse likes to kind of be be part of the audience, don't you? Yeah, it's like JR. JR said that he never wanted to know the finishes of the matches because he felt like he could call it better. That's what I'm like on this podcast. Um, so keep an eye out for the question to be asked. Jesse will be posing that later in the week, as he always does, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, as for now, I think another solid top five list from each of us. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. We always appreciate it. Head on over to that iTunes, baby. And click that subscribe button and follow us on them social their medias. Very good. And yeah, there's no point plugging the names of them because they're about to change. Hell yeah. Uh, So I'll leave saying goodbye in your capable hands, Mr. Benz. Thanks, everyone. Um, Stay tuned for my forfeit, which will be up at some point over the weekend, I imagine. And excited. Yeah, well, you would be. And um, see you next week, my dears. Bye! The five count. I happen to love the number... Five. You have a high five. You've got a low five. It's a beautiful number. A glorious number. The five count.